Well, good morning and welcome to 2021, a new year. Wow, fantastic. And welcome to Beacon Church's service this morning. Do you know if you're new to these videos or, um, I don't know, maybe you've never been to the church and you just clicked on the link, you are more than welcome. You know, it's great to know the depth and the breadth of the, the people who listen to our messages, who are listening to the videos, and uh, everybody is welcome this morning. Today we're going to be hearing Steve Dunn and he's going to give us a, a New Year's message, really looking back over 2020 and looking forward to 2021 um, and uh, inspiring us and encouraging us in that way. I wonder what you've been thinking about over Christmas. Has it been, uh, uh, has there been a verse that have been kind of you've been focusing on? What, what has God been speaking to you about over this Christmas period? Um, for me, it's been Psalm 23 that I've really begun to meditate over and to think about. It's a great psalm. It's a psalm that many of you will know. But, you know, when you focus on scripture, when you think about it, um, different things come up, even for verses that you know really well. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to read Psalm 23 to you. Uh, if you've got a Bible, then please open it in front of you. Please read with me, especially if you're reading from the ESV. Uh, I think that will be really helpful. OK, here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A really well-known psalm, but so, so encouraging. Do you know, I've seen something new in this psalm, um, and that's really been looking at verse 4. Verse 4 says this, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Not the valley of death, but the valley of the shadow of death. And I do think, sometimes at the moment, it's the shadow, it's the thought of what we might be in, what might be happening that worries us. When actually, when we look truly at Jesus, we can trust him for the future. It's not the valley of death, it's the valley of the shadow of death. And then what does the psalmist say? What, what, is, what will say afterwards? I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you know, I know in the UK here, it's, it's tough in tier four restrictions. However, even in those restrictions, somehow um, we have opportunities to pray and to dig into the word of God. We've got that privilege of knowing that God is our friend, our creator and the one who wants to get to know us. What a joy it is to meet up, um, even if it's on Zoom or on the Internet. Listen to the sermon today um, and worship God together. It's so good, isn't it? Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done in 2020. Lord, much of it we understand, much of it we don't. But we praise you and we worship you. 
We pray as Steve comes to talk to us that you will speak to us powerfully through his message. That you'd come and you'd touch us and encourage us. Lord, help us to evaluate, to meditate and to look towards the things you've got for us in the future. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please open our hearts this morning. Amen. Over to you, Steve. Good morning. It's a new year. Happy New Year to you. 2021 has arrived. Uh, and usually at this time of the year, while we've always known we can't fully predict everything, uh, we've normally been in a place where we can at least have a rough idea of what might be happening. However, our earlier selves of exactly one year ago would never certainly have predicted what did end up coming our way, all of it. I'm sure if you met your former self of a year ago and said, I'm all zoomed out, the older you would not have a clue what you're talking about. Um, 2020 has felt like the longest year in many ways, isn't it? There's, well, there's the obvious regarding coronavirus and our inability to gather in large numbers or to get anywhere remotely near some of our loved ones at times. Um, you've got the straining effects of isolation, our human need for touch and for connection and what's got in the way of that. Um, plus some of us or our friends have actually lost loved ones or been on the receiving end of long-term debility because of COVID itself. And then you add into the mix, there's the heated and sometimes unhelpful conversations on both sides regarding lockdowns and reactions to them and so on. And then we've got the you throw in the strained Brexit negotiations. Um, we had the awful, violent and tragic incidents involving ethnic minorities. Awful, awful stuff. And the subsequent BLM protests. And then the heated and sometimes violent reactions to them. Uh, we've had the fraught US election and so on and so on and so on. And one jolly soul did quip. A few months ago that in the future historians will be asked which quarter of 2020 they specialize in because so much has happened but truth be told it's been exhausting for most if not for all of us and i'm not listening it all to make us feel bad but just for a moment just to be sober and just to be honest we should not be surprised if we're feeling fatigued by it all uh, in a way like we've never experienced before that that is what it means to be human we have limits and that's okay but with all this in mind, we again have no idea what 2021 might hold for us. Although we do now have an even greater awareness of our severe limits in knowing the future because of our recent experiences. But this is a time, therefore, to look to the one who does know the future. To whom nothing is a surprise and to whom we can cling to and trust that he is turning it all around for the good of us, his people and for those yet to know him and so while that that list of 2020 servings can be doom and gloom we can know that Jesus is still on the throne he is still in the family business of rescuing the lost and strengthening the saved regardless of what the world seems to end up throwing our way his intent and his promises have never remotely quivered not once they are forever concrete and unstoppable and so here's the thing, 2020 may have felt like the longest year, but there is a year that is even longer, by far, and it's a good one. We're going to read from Luke chapter 4 from verse 14, 
And just to give you some context before we do, just explain what's happening in this moment. Uh, Jesus, after his baptism, uh, where he also got filled with the Holy Spirit at the time, he then spends 40 days in the wilderness contesting with the devil. And having withstood the devil and put the devil firmly in his place, here we then find him traveling around and teaching in the power of the Spirit. And people are starting to take notice. There's a curiosity and an intent about him. Who is this guy? You've got to come and listen to him. Interest in Jesus is picking up now. And we see this moment where he goes into the synagogue on the Sabbath. Now, synagogues, they're, they're literally just the, um, they're the Jewish assemblies for learning together as a community. It's for community learning. It's a place for that. And the common practice would be for any adult member of the community to share the reading of the scriptures, which is what we find Jesus doing in just a moment. Except that when he returns home to Nazareth, not only does he go to synagogue on the Sabbath, and not only does he take his turn to read from the scriptures to the assembly, but what he does in so doing is make an astonishing proclamation. Let's read from verse 14 of chapter 4. It goes like this. And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. See, Jesus is reading from the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 61, if you want to go and check it out for yourself, which was written over 700 years before this moment. And in so doing, he's declaring that this prophecy, this divine promise is being fulfilled before their very eyes, that he is the one it's talking about. But what's equally fascinating is that this reading that Jesus gives is surprisingly short for what would have, been, would have been read aloud at the time. But not only does he stop early, he stops mid-sentence. If you go back and look at the original, it carries on. The original prophecy continues, the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God. Why has Jesus left that bit out? Why on earth would he do that? Well, he's Jesus, he's God himself. He's not ignoring God's righteous judgment. That day is still coming. But in the meantime, certainly in this moment, Jesus wants to ensure that they, in that very moment, and therefore we now, fully grasp that there is a rescue available from the darkness around us. And he is the rescuer. This is this window of opportunity to receive his invitation, to grasp that beautiful outstretched hand from merciful God himself, to receive the rescue that we all need and to get swept up in the year of his almighty favour. He's saying it's here and it's now. That's his focus. And what's wonderful is that this window of opportunity, by his grace, is still available to mankind even now. It's still ongoing. This year that he's talking about, it didn't end 12 months later, it's still unfolding now. 2020 may have felt like the longest year but here's a more wonderful year that 2,000 years later still hasn't finished yet. It's a, it's a space of time. It's an era. 
that was ushered in then that we still get to enjoy and therefore as God's people we get to participate in because that, that's what it means to be a Christian it's not just about being on the receiving end of a ticket to heaven my sins are forgiven by his work on the cross no it's also about stepping into a new and abundant life now we're raised to life by his resurrection power and we receive the same relationship that he has with father in heaven which means we've got work to do all those things listed in that prophecy about healing and about rescue he loves to perform through us his people on this earth john chapter 20 verse 21 jesus says as the father has sent me so i am sending you he's passing it on it's the same we get to live out his mission he does it through us and in ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23 paul reaffirms this in a different way he says the church which is his body we are his body together and it's through us that he enacts his mission on earth and for sure we can see our failings and our weaknesses <laughs> we're very aware of our inadequacies and our stumblings aren't we but his plan is always to realize his purposes through us let me tell you about a frenchman called jean dominique bobby uh, he was the respected chief editor of Elle magazine in the early 90s, a father of two, he was a family man. And at 43, very young, he suffered a massive stroke, sent him into, immediately into a massive coma. Uh, three weeks later, he finally woke from this coma to discover that nothing in his body would move. All he could move was one eyelid. He could do nothing except blink one eye. It's called locked-in syndrome. And after a painfully long time, he and others finally worked out, over weeks and months, worked out how to, how to even communicate in the first place. They realized he could still communicate with them by blinking. And it got to a point where they learned a system where an assistant would recite the alphabet and he would blink when they reached the correct letter. So A, B, C, D, oh, D, and they'd write down D. A, B, C, D, E, blink, D, E. And they keep on doing this over and over again for every single letter to eventually spell out a word. And then eventually to spell out a request or a comment or a question or something you wanted, something you wanted to say. And by this excruciating process, he actually eventually wrote his entire memoir. It's called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Um, it became a beautiful film as well. Check it out. It's a fantastic film. Uh, his, his memoir, it, it got published. Uh, sadly, he died two days after publication. But he'd written this memoir by blinking one letter at a time. And here's the point. You see, we, the church, we are like that. In many ways, we're kind of locked in and hampered by our human fragility. And yet Jesus, in his grace, still fully intends to work out his mission through us, blinking out his promises and purposes through us. He could do it a lot quicker and far more effectively on his own. <laughs> but he's choosing out of love to do it through us. He's asking us to partner with him, to step into this very prophecy and embrace the journey, partner with him. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful truth. And here at Beacon, we have... We have seen that happening even since last March. What does it list? It talks about, I'm here to proclaim good news to the poor. 
Well, we've managed to launch ParentShare. Uh, during lockdown, we've we've uh, managed to launch our new initiative that we inherited from our Whitstable Church to help parents of 0 to two-year-olds who can't afford uh, clothes and, and equipment. We've got this free loan uh, system to to help them out where, where they're in need, and people are starting to get in contact now. Please do <laughs> keep keep sharing the news far and wide. Tell people about it. We've been able to launch that. Um, Food bank as well. There's a huge demand for food bank for obvious reasons, sadly. Sadly, the need's there, but we've been able to help out. Thank you so much to the large number of you who have stepped up to the call uh, to get involved and to volunteer your services. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. We get to participate in good news to the poor, don't we? Neighbours in individual situations have been tended to, those who are lonely or in need. In private moments around us, in our neighbourhoods and in our streets and in our families, we've been able to help out. I'm aware of a number of you doing different things for different people. Well done and thank you. This is, this is living out this prophecy. This is living out Jesus' mission. Good news to the poor. And we're also in the process of doubling the size of our CAP debt centre, our free debt service for Herne Bay. We're doing it in conjunction with Christchurch and now on board, as well as the Baptist Church and the Catholic Church. And as a Holy Spirit nudged uh, step of faith, we are doubling the size of the centre. We're adding another debt coach. Uh, her training is coming up in the new year. And uh, we're preparing for what we believe is coming. The demographic in our town highly suggests that there are a number of people who have been severely affected financially by, by coronavirus, and yet we haven't met them yet. And we want to be ready to help them when they come our way. So that's what we're doing. We're getting to live this out in different ways, aren't we? He also lists about uh, liberty to the captives and liberty to the oppressed. We've, we, we've, seen, we've seen salvations in lockdown. That's rescue. That's freedom for, for living souls. We've seen people come to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, we're thankful that he is still saving souls, that he is still opening eyes, and he's using us in those stories. I'm looking forward to the baptisms on the back of it. Um, plus, we've also got to send the wonderful Mills family to go and reap a harvest in Brawlstairs. We've been able to do that despite everything else working against us and not being able to meet physically, we've been able to do that. And we're getting to participate in this wonderful prophecy. He's living it out through us. Uh, it talks about recovering of sight to the blind, physical healings. We've seen physical healings in Beacon Church during these last nine, 10 months. Uh, we've, we've seen backs healed during a Sunday morning. We've seen pains gone in Jesus' name. We've seen digestive disorders have diminished as a response to prayer. He is using us as his body to heal physical bodies. Let's keep gunning for more. I want to see more of that, don't you? Let's keep gunning for it. Let's keep asking for it. Let's keep living out an expectation of what he can do through us. Let's keep seeking healing. And then, of course, that final wonderful line, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. We have had opportunity to proclaim Jesus with our words and our actions in a new way in occasions and connections that would have been pretty unlikely outside of 2020's uh, happenings. Uh, he is still orchestrating all things for his glory, for the advance of his gospel and for the welfare of his people. We get to proclaim that. And we've had the privilege of seeing this happen even in restricted, hemmed-in times. We've been privileged to play, play a part. We've seen this happening. And I, I want more of it, don't you? Just to encourage us along the way just a reminder what God has been further saying to us during 2020 just throwing our through our teaching alone remember right at the beginning we were going through the Joseph series weren't we and there we learned that he is with us in times of lockdown in times of isolation that 
God positions his people in preparation and has provided everything we need. As I've just uh, just listed just now, we've seen him already doing that and I'm looking forward to it and therefore expectant of more of exactly that. He positions us and he gives us what we need. And then in the summer, we spent a couple of months focusing on the Holy Spirit, didn't we? Where again, we learn we are not alone. God is with us, even to the end of the age, by Holy Spirit. And we, the empowered church, get to live out these very words of that prophecy, not in our own strength, or, or it would never happen, but God in us and working through us, blinking out his purposes by his grace and by his mercy. And then... Of course, we finished three months in Hebrews where we learned that Jesus is all. He is still on the throne. We can still fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, that's you and that's me, he endured the cross to crown this ongoing year of his wonderful favour. You and I now get to live in a very different time zone. We get to live in a very different year entirely to everybody else. And we get to invite others to do so too. In these times of COVID, the mission has never been on pause. Jesus never said, don't worry, folks, put your feet up. I've got this. I'll get back to you later. Let you know when I need you. Not at all. The mission is still the mission. People are still lost and we still have this treasure to share far and wide. And while we, we have fewer physical meetings going on, if, if any, it's never been about inviting people to church. Hear me. It's never been about inviting people to church. It's been about inviting people to meet with Jesus. It's been about making disciples, not making church. The rest of that will fall into place if we do the former. The mission has never changed. The mission has never stopped. And this may have felt like a very long year, but he is still working out his wonderful purposes and his year of favour still continues and he still has more in store for us. So what might 2021 look like for us? I don't know exactly, neither do you. But I do know this, what he started in us, he will bring to completion. The joys of 2020 were not sweetness to mollify us in those difficult times. They've been a continuation of his mercy and of his mission. And the year of the Lord's favour long continues. And while it does, we've got a wonderful job to do. So let's keep looking to him and let's partner with him. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. That in your grace and your mercy you have rescued us. You've proclaimed the year of your favour to us. And you've opened our eyes to you to step into the invitation that you offer. We thank you so much for saving us. Lord, there are so many others who are missing out. Lord, we, we thank you that you ask us still to, um, to partner with you. You, you want to work through us as painful as that might be for you sometimes. <laughs> Lord, you, you want to blink out your purposes through our through our frailties and through our weakness to bring you more glory and to help us grow along the way lord we thank you for what you're doing through us we thank you for what you have done this year through us beacon church and and the rest of the churches for that matter in in herm bay we thank you for what you do in our community and beyond as well lord we're looking forward to more of that we we offer ourselves up to you even now we we say once again we're here humbly will you use us uh, forgive us for our 
our moments when we refuse uh but lord we 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 recognize that you, your love over us is so great that you still intend to use us so we say here we are we thank you for what jesus has done for us what jesus will do for us what holy spirit is doing through us right now we thank you we thank you and we offer ourselves to you in jesus name amen amen happy new year well thank you steve i thought that was a great message it's really good to think about things um to look back at what the lord's been doing and also to look forward to the glory of what's to come i don't know about you but i just feel a sense of excitement um sense of anticipation that expectancy raising in my spirit for 2021 that the lord will do good things that he will bless us that he will move us forward so why don't you take an opportunity now just to to pray maybe first of all just thanking god for what he's done and then moving forward to seeing what god's going to do and praying with that sense of expectancy that lack of fear but that sense of expectancy on what he's doing now maybe just reflecting on one or two of those things that steve opened up to us in your hearts and in your prayers amen it's going to be good isn't it have a great week everybody and see you again very soon thank you bye bye